Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Derek Ficken. Welcome to Beckett Radio. Another week, another all-new episode of Beckett Radio. Hope you guys enjoyed the little special reports or special interviews from the National Convention. I was there for two days, and I had a blast. The biggest thing, uh, like Mike Burkus said a couple weeks ago on the show, was that I was just overwhelmed. I, I was really trying, and uh, I don't know. I, I was just trying not to get overwhelmed. You know, at, at the beginning of the show, we, you know, we got there around 830 and uh, we didn't leave till about six. But at the beginning of each day, I tried to walk around a little bit to kind of get the lay of the land and see all that was there. But I honestly didn't even get half of it. Uh, there was so much stuff. I mean, there were uh, vintage dealers. There were, I mean, soccer dealers, Japanese baseball card dealers, uh, type one photos. Uh, I game used jerseys, bobbleheads, figurines. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I literally wanted to buy every single item in that convention. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I had so many great memories, met a lot of great people and talked to a lot of great people. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely need to go check it out on Beckett.com slash radio. We have two days of national convention talk. I mean, we talked to Chris Gilmore of freedomcardboard.com, Tracy Hackler, Scott Prusha. Uh, I mean, we talked to uh, Chris Vaccaro and Christine from Tops. Just so many big, awesome people. I even talked to the guy, Phil Pritchard, one of the curators uh, uh, in the Hockey Hall of Fame who holds the Stanley Cup and all the major NHL awards. That was kind of a, a big deal for me because, you know, I, I always saw him on the TV as a kid bringing out that trophy. And so it was cool to talk to him. I also met Ricky Williams, the UT running back back in the day, uh, played with the Dolphins and the Saints. That was a really cool moment. I mean, yeah, the list goes on and on as far as people I talked to. And I really, you know, I wanted to talk to a lot more. I was trying to get Chris Carlin on from Upper Deck, Brian Gray from Leaf, a lot of other vintage dealers. Uh, I wanted to really uh, talk to Mike Burkus, but obviously he was uh, busy, so that didn't work out. So maybe I'll, I'll try and talk to him here uh, in the next couple of weeks, see how how uh, how the show went overall, uh, looking back at it. But I mean, you know, TriStar, they had so many autographs uh, as far as uh, guests and athletes go. You know, you saw people like I said, Ricky Williams, Kenny Lofton walking around. Frank Robinson was just hanging out, I think, at the Panini booth or something, just looking at all the memorabilia they had, you know, and, and no one was really going up to him and talking to him. So that was crazy. Um, but yeah, I think Cleveland was a big success. Beckett did really awesome. Uh, we, we showcased a lot of great things with auctions, with appraisals, pricing, editorial. I know uh, <laughs> I know Chris Olds is, is extremely tired, as well as Stephen uh, LaRoche, our new uh, hockey and basketball editor here at Beckett. Uh, they were all over the place. I saw Steven talking to Steve Mason, who was at the Upper Deck booth signing autographs for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it was just so much fun. Thanks to everyone who came out to the Beckett booth, especially the couple guys, uh, Richard Hardy and Kevin uh, Weber. Uh, I hope you guys had a lot of fun coming on the show, talking about trading cards. Yeah, I was serious. If, if you guys are a collector out there, you want to get on the show, let me know and I will get you on. I, I, I am no joke when it comes to that. I think they were a little taken aback when I was like, hey, let's, you know, let's start rolling. Let's let's talk a little bit. Um, but I know they had a lot of fun. 
uh, as well as I did uh, when talking to him. So we'll talk all about the National uh, in, in uh, weeks to come. Uh, I'm going to try and get a couple guys on here from the National to talk about their success uh, at the convention. But uh, let's first talk about new products and pricing. A lot of pricing going on, but a couple products that are coming out this next week. Uh, this past Wednesday, WNBA Rittenhouse came out, Upper Deck MVP Hockey, Tops Inception Football, Panini Rookies and Stars Football, and Donra Series 2 Baseball. That all came out this past Wednesday the 6th. Now, next week, all we have coming out is Top's Finest Baseball. So it's going to be a pretty slow week, but we have a lot of things that are going to be priced to help us keep going. Bowman Platinum Baseball. Panini Prime Hockey uh, will be priced. That, that was a big product. Huge success. A lot of big hits um, in that product. Press Pass Redline Racing, Elite Football, Spectra Basketball, Preferred Basketball, and Tops Mini Baseball. All that is either priced or currently being priced or will be priced in the next week. So check that out. I think the biggest news out of the National, obviously, was Panini getting their exclusive with the NFL. Tops looks like they're going to take a backseat to football. Uh, I'm going to get more details on that. And uh, if you want to check out some of the interviews, I, I talked to Scott Prusha and Tracy Hackler of Panini at the National. So check out day one and day two of the National Convention on our Beckett.com slash radio website. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to be a big push in Panini's direction of being the top dog in the market. Whether or not I think it's a good thing is uh, besides the point. You know, I, I think competition brings the best out of people. You know, I, I play basketball, soccer, baseball, all that. And, you know, when you compete, you compete to win. You compete to be the top dog. And sometimes if you're not competing, you might get lazy. You might, you know, you might take some things for granted. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for, for companies with Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Leaf, Press Pass, Sage, whatever. I'm just saying it's it's always great to have a competitor to put out certain products to, to kind of, you know, make you do a little bit more. I'm not saying that they don't look at those companies and be like, yeah, whatever, you know, we're going to do our own thing because, you know, they, they could probably say that. But I feel like it, it's always great to compete with another company to see what your competition is putting out. You know, what should we do to put it kind of over them, you know, one level? So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Panini puts out great football products anyways uh national treasures is extremely uh successful flawless i just saw some pictures from uh for the memorabilia part for flawless some game used jerseys are going to be put in there that are actually dirty uh so that i'm a big fan of that to make sure it's authentic things like that uh but it's going to be interesting to see where this takes panini as well as where it takes tops if tops if if this is the case to where tops cannot put any football products out and they're going to purely focus on baseball that's going to be interesting because, I mean, they already put out a lot of Topps uh, baseball products. But, you know, you have, uh, you know, Bowman. You have Chrome. You have all those great products that people are going to stand in line for anyways. So are they going to ramp up with more parallels, more inserts, more autographs, more mem? I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see in the near future what they're going to do. The deal starts in the 2016 season. So, you know, they got a couple years to kind of sit down, brainstorm, and, and see where they're going to be headed. But, you know, I have complete faith in Topps. And I think they're going to be still successful. One of the top dogs in the industry. You know, I talked to Chris Vaccaro. Uh, I hope I said his last name right. Chris was a really nice guy. And uh, he talked about Topps Bunt. They're kind of digital uh, card trading um, product. And I think it's interesting. I know Chris Olds is a big fan of Topps Bunt. But it seems like they're going to ramp that up. 
as well as uh, going with tops, I think, kick and uh, with soccer and, and they have their football, digital football product. So it sounds like they're going to push in that direction with digital, uh, which is great because, you know, that's where our hobby is going is to more digital. You know, you see the Twitter autographs with their Twitter names. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this how this takes tops and which direction they're going to be going to. So we have an interview from Josh Cade of CardWorldTV.com. I met him over at the National. Great guy. We've been talking a lot about case breaking here in the recent weeks, uh, in the past weeks, I guess. And uh, Josh Cade is, uh, you know, he's a big guy in the hobby, and he knows a lot about case breaking. And I've checked out CardWorldTV.com, and it's a great site. He's got a lot of great things going on over there, a lot of case breaking happening. And, you know, it was good to get his side of the story, his side of, uh, you know, what case breaking is all about, his thoughts on razes, raffles, fillers, uh, and you know, just to just to hear another perspective, you know, we heard about Chris Olds, what his thoughts were. We had David Gelfman of RippingWax.com on uh, before the national to talk about case breaking with him. So it's it's just great to get another side of of the story. And you know, I was talking to Josh about it, and I was like, you know, it'd be an interesting thing to get a roundtable discussion of someone who is obviously pro case breaking and obvi- and and someone who's not all about case breaking and have a healthy discussion. You know, no, no backhanded, you know, insults, nothing like that. Just to see two sides of the story. You know, why do you think case breaking is bad for the hobby? Why do you think fillers, raffles, all that stuff is bad for case breaking? Why do you think it's good? Why do you think case breaking is going to be so hot in the upcoming years? It it will be interesting to see that. So I'm going to try and put that on for you guys here at Becker Radio because, you know, that's what it's all about. To get everything to, to be as knowledgeable as you can in the hobby. As far as the national goes... Everyone needs to go check out the uh, next year's national in Chicago. Uh, I I know that they're going to bring out all the all, all the quirks, all the stops for Chicago, since that's that's kind of the biggest one out of all the nationals. But thanks to Mike Burkus and the NSCC for putting on a fantastic show all weekend. It wasn't too crowded. It was uh, it was just right in my opinion. So I think they did a wonderful job over there. So just a special shout out to Mike Burkus and all the all the hard workers over there with the national convention for putting on such a great show with I mean the case break pavilion was a great success all the vendors there were great all the booths from the card companies looked awesome uh and yeah had had a lot of fun with some special guests so uh you know I also want to do a, a quick shout out to cardboard connection radio met those guys at the national they're they're wonderful guys they know so much about the hobby and it, it was great meeting them and talking to them for a couple minutes uh so it'd be great to talk to them more here uh in the near future yeah other than that we got a good interview with josh kate of cardworldtv.com on so let's get that going and uh let us know what you think check us out on twitter at becca radio or at our uh email radio at becca.com so here you go all right next up we have a special guest on the phone right now mr josh kate how's it going josh Doing well, thank you. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm still recovering from the National. I, I'm struggling, man. <laughs> Aren't we all? So so let's first talk about the National. What what were your thoughts about the National this past weekend in Cleveland? I thought it went very well. Uh, the only thing that I can speak of is from the, the Case Breakers area pavilion. I thought they did a, a very good job of setting it up. Yeah. I think there's room to grow. Um, we, there was, we had a ton of traffic over there, a lot of people that did not know about the that side of the hobby mm-hmm. who are now also interested in it can't really speak for the 
rest of the floor. Yeah. I know I walked around and saw a lot of nice cards, a lot of nice setups, met great people. Uh, overall, I think, I think it was a good deal. What do you think about case breaking, and has it taken the hobby to a whole nother level? I believe it has. Uh, you just can't get that, that kind of camaraderie, that kind of fellowship from people all over the country, all over the world. I mean, the guys that we have breaking from Australia, uh, the Netherlands, I've met some great friends that way. Canada, our Canuck friends, as we call them. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, just stuff that you cannot do going down to your local hobby shop. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with hobby shops. I think that's a great asset to the community also. But I believe this evolves it where people can see what products are coming out. What if they don't want to go spend a thousand dollars on a case they haven't seen before? They can actually look at the, you know, come watch a group break or join and, and see exactly what what's in it, correlation wise, product wise. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh, you know, we talked off air, you know, at the national and and before the national, just about case breaking. And you know, I I'll admit it. You know, I I don't know a lot about case breaking. Uh, it's it's fairly new to me. But after watching a few, I, I checked you uh, you guys out at CardWorldTV.com, and uh, you know, it, it's interesting just to see what kind of cards gets pulled out of a case. I've been doing some case breaks with Beckett Auctions, and and just to be on the other side of of pulling cards out, you know, seeing just the whole variety of cards that are being made in a product, it's just interesting to see. What are your thoughts? I, I guess what's your most favorite product that you've broken down so far? Uh, believe it or not, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of tied for two now. Yeah. What they, and I'm not really a huge basketball guy. I love to break it for people, and I do have my favorite players, but... Uh, the 1314 Spectre basketball was just an amazing product with the patches, the on-card autographs, the legends that they had packed in there. Uh, great product overall. Yeah. And the 2013 Prime Hockey. Yes. Uh, they, just, they just did an outstanding job with that. Uh, I'm not a hockey guy either. <laughs> they throw some baseball products together like that. I'll be in heaven. But yeah, uh, the people enjoy it. Uh, had a great response so yeah you know, signs of things to come exactly i think prime hockey is just an overall success because they just threw everything in there because it's it's one of the last products for panini as far as hockey goes you know and so it, it's just loaded with hits yeah national treasures hockey that that's i bet there's been some more pre-orders on that now yeah also yeah that that'll be an interesting break i i think that'll be exciting <laughs> Agreed. Now, razzes and raffles have been a pretty hot topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and we'll we'll keep it at that. Um, but I want to get your input on on your side of the raffle and the razzes. You know, there's a lot of people that say it's illegal, that say it's wrong, uh, sort of dirty. You know, it is what it is. What what are your thoughts on that? I have a, a bunch of different thoughts on it. My first thought is is. For the majority of us, we're all grown men, and we all own our own, you know, earn our own money. Yeah. So for somebody to tell us what we can and can't do with our money, I think is morally wrong okay. to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like razzing, uh, personally. I think that, you know, eBay, with the stronghold that they have on card sales and taking 30% or 15 20%, whatever you have it at, yeah. uh, is is kind of wrong also. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the issue with with rising if guys want to put up a few dollars and, and win a card and everybody has in my room whenever i do one we call it whatever you want to call it a filler or raz mm -hmm. everybody gets something everybody is involved in a break yeah so basically that's how i break it down mm. top half getting to a certain break and the bottom half get to another break 
Okay. Uh, other people do that do razzes. They have an equal chance to get base cards on their autograph cards. The guys that host these are more than willing to ship people cards if they do not get the, the top card that they were looking for. Most all those guys, if not all the guys, donate those cards that they were going to give. Most of the guys, in, you know, I don't want to go ahead and donate it to kids. They go to Cards for Kids. They go to different charities set up. They go to Wounded Warriors Project. I know one of the guys does that. So yeah, there's good that comes out of it. So there's that fine line that says, is it right or wrong? Yeah. And I'm not one to be able to tell you which side of it is on. I just know that I, I personally am for it. If I don't, you know, if I do not want to participate, I'm a big boy. I can say you know, I'm not going to participate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, you bring up a good point when you say, you know, we're all grown men and, and it's our money and we can do whatever we want with it. Uh, you know, it's it's my thing is that if if you go into a raffle, a raz, a filler, whatever it's called, and you don't get anything out of it, even though that's, hey, it's still your money and you still wanted to go ahead, you know, still a gamble, whatever, I still feel that you know, you should get something out of it, even if it's just a base card, you know, just, just something. I agree. And, and I agree. And that option is there for everyone. Yeah. And, and this, and I can only speak for the guys that I know that run. Yeah. That's the only ones I can speak for. So don't get me missed, you know. Oh yeah. No, definitely. This way, this guy does another way. The way that it's done to the guys that I know and the way that I do it is everyone can get something. All they have to do is ask for it. There's different waivers and stuff that you, you know, that are in place. Say, hey, I would like to have twenty dollars worth of, of Texas Rangers cards, for example, mm. and that that can happen. That can be made to happen. But most people, they just want that that one card. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. They, what? Yeah, they forego their other their other stuff. But for donation, I mean, some guys take stuff. It's a revolving door. Yeah, I guess so to speak. No, definitely. Um, so, where do you see case breaking in the next five years or in the near future? I mean, it's hard to say over five years where something is going to be. Yeah. As of right now, I see it thriving. I see that a bunch of product is being broken at affordable prices. I see that, I, I mean, in five years, somebody could come up with a whole other concept that just takes the hobby by storm. And those those minds are out there. Those There's new stuff that happens every time and new tweaks. It's very exciting. I mean, the Internet has brought us so many different avenues to, to grow the hobby. I just don't know what that next step is. So, I mean, five years, man, you're asking a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, th- this is a side question, but as far as case breaking goes, do you think that big companies like eBay uh, and PayPal are hurting case breaking? Do, do you feel like... I do. Yeah? I do personally. I mean, PayPal, not so much. PayPal is a great avenue for us to move funds around. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to, to protect ourselves through our, our purchases. Yeah. Um, there are ways to get your your uh, fees down over, you know, a certain amount of time you spent with them or a certain amount spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, eBay, on the other hand, uh, I do see a problem with eBay. We pay so much for these cards and this hobby and to see stuff thrown on eBay and, and so many variables when it comes to selling cards. You have some guys that list it and it ends in the middle of the day. Some guys that misspell names. Some guys that are out on the weekends you know, with their family and can't see these cards and the bids don't may not get what they need. 
Mm-hmm. So I think it drives the price down in most in most areas. Mm-hmm. So you don't get the return out of your investment personally. Well, let's let's I got a couple more questions and let's let's get out of case breaking for a little bit and let's talk about Panini. because uh, I guess the big news out of the national was them dropping bombs about how they just acquired the exclusive license from the NFL starting in 2016. Uh, so with your uh, expertise in, in case-breaking all of their products, as well as Topps products, uh, what, what do you think is going to happen with Panini, and as well as Topps? Do you think Topps is going to go downhill? Are they going to focus more on baseball and ramp all those products up? What do you think? Well, I mean, that's what they did with basketball. I mean, basically, Topps just dropped basketball altogether. Yeah focused on baseball and football and now with that being the case i and i don't know if or what the new licensing agreement is going to be in depth with what's going on i don't know how it's going to detail everything so yeah i don't know if tops cut off completely or if it's just in some or certain areas i i do not know all that yeah uh, as far as product can't hardly beat tops chrome oh <laughs> i mean it, it's, a, it's a great product uh and i've got a lot of guys that they're buddies at panini and and i told them the same thing i mean but but it's business they're able to make big boy moves because they have big boy money and mm-hmm. uh as far as that goes i don't like it personally mm-hmm. i like to see the competition of yeah. companies because that pushes them to put out a better product all this going on with the jockeying of exclusive rights and, and I don't personally like it now you know back in the 90s and late 80s early 90s there was all the companies there was 10 12 companies yeah and no no there were no exclusives they diluted the market now I think things could be done smarter to where the hobby grows with multiple companies mm. and I wish they all had licenses I'd love to see a sports card with in their NFL uniforms not airbrushed and so personally I don't like it but I'm also one of those kind of guys that deal with it and your belt so we're going to move forward and grow the hobby any way we can and there's nothing we can change about this so we just have to go with it yeah definitely yeah i agree you know i'm I, i've talked about how you know I, I love competition you know whether it be in in the trading card industry and in sports whatever the case might be you know so i think competition always brings the best out of people and I think it brings the best out of companies. You always want to, even though they try and not say it, you always want to have the best product, you know, the best certain types of products for your sport. Pretty much going to Panini, like I said, I, I don't know all the details, but, you know, it sounds like Panini is going to be the new leader in the hobby um, as far as football is concerned. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, I am optimistic though. You know, it's not that I'm saying I'm not a fan. But I, I'm optimistic to see what Panini does with you know with football. Uh, I think they put out great products. I think Topps puts out great products. Uh, but I, I think that they both uh, were good for each other in the football market. You know what I mean? No, I agree. And and on top of that, I mean we're sitting there talking about Topps current football. You look at Panini and, and what they have at their fingertips with NT football yep. coming out with flawless and immaculate football. Yeah. I mean, those are top-notch, high-end product, mm-hmm. and who knows? Maybe the, the football license will pick up some of these other smaller products that haven't done well in the past and put those over the top. I, I don't see tops going away. Mm. Uh, tops, I'm a I'm a huge prospecting kind of guy. I like all the Bowman products, the Bowman football. I mean, uh, baseball that they put out. There's well-designed cards, well-made on-card autographs. They look great. I don't see them going anywhere. If anything, this might put ownership in a different mindset 
to okay. wake up. So it, it could be a good thing, a blessing in disguise, because there needs to be a gut shot, you know, gut check moment with all of these companies to, to see where they want to be, like you said, in the next five years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, everyone kind of needs a shot, you know, to not, I'm not saying a shot of reality, you know what I mean? But because like, you yeah. know, but just just kind of like, hey, you guys, you know, no one's invincible in this hobby. You know what I mean? No one's going to rule everything. You know, I, I really don't think that, you know, in five years, there's only going to be one card company, you know, because it's all about competition. And that's, you know, that's right. what people like. And they also like variety. Yeah, I just want them to just want them to think about the collector and the customer is is who because yeah. that is who they're ultimately trying to attract no i agree well uh one final last question josh uh, uh -oh. let's talk about the ferris wheel at, at the national convention for all you guys out there that don't know there was a giant ferris wheel in the middle of the ix center uh did you go on the ferris wheel and would you ever possibly do a case break on top of the ferris wheel well, being about six six, nearly four hundred pounds or four hundred pounds, uh, they cringed if they saw me come up those steps of Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah. But now, if I was to uh, get my figure back into fighting shape, I would have no problems with doing a case break on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, that so, that would be awesome. I, I bet viewers would go through the roof to see a case break on a Ferris wheel. So I'm just throwing yeah, it out there, man. You know? No, hey, I think it's got potential. I, I know that the, the place in Cleveland really hosted us very well. The, the place was huge. Yeah. Lots of food and drink just really spread out, set up well. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even explain because, you know, we were in Chicago last year, which was very nice, but seemed more tight and cramped mm -hmm. compared to this. So anytime you put a Ferris wheel in a building, it's got to be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, everyone, uh, check out Josh Cade at uh, cardworldtv.com. Also on Twitter, CardFatherX. Uh, he's got some great hits that he shows whenever he does case breaks. And he, he just knows a lot about the hobby. And he's just honest. And that's what we need more in this hobby is honest people who tell it like it is, you know, who, who don't, you know, hide around things. And so, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on. And like I said, you know, you have a spot on whenever you want. So, yeah, man, thanks for coming on and you have a good one. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That about wraps it up for me. What a great interview from Josh Cade. Uh, a lot of good stuff. He, he tells it like it is, and, and we need more people like that in the hobby. Uh, so we'll have him on here again soon to talk about case breaking. Hopefully I can get that roundtable discussion about case breaking here sometime soon because that'll be a lot of fun. Who doesn't like uh, roundtable discussions here at Becca Radio? Anyways, I, I, that, I guess, wraps it up for me. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Beckett Radio. The, the numbers continue to grow. I keep getting positive uh, reviews from you guys out there. So it means a lot to me as well as everyone else here at Beckett Media. So definitely check us out and, and post on Twitter, Facebook to check us out, Beckett.com slash radio. Let us know what you think about the website. Hopefully everything's going well. We had a couple uh, mishaps as far as the national convention the second day it wasn't posted correctly but we got all that fixed so let us know what you guys think of the website how we can improve it how can we improve the show i'm gonna be talking to um to some people about maybe getting more exposure as far as you know maybe going to a couple shows in the area and, and just kind of having fun with collectors out there uh so let us know what you think hit us up on twitter at beckett radio or on an email radio at beckett.com 
So, yeah, that about wraps it up for me, guys. I'm Derek Ficken, your host. Thanks for listening to Becca Radio. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.